Welcome to episode 101 of Report This Post, the podcast about bad posts and bad people. My name is Geiger, and that is Christian. Roll for initiative. And we are your hosts with the posts. Every week, Christian and I select a different topic and then find horrible posts for your listening pleasure. And this week's topic is Dungeons and Dragons, folks. That's right. D&D, they call it. (laughs) They... Yeah, I would say most folks do, right? Yeah, I would. I would think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, What the hell is is Dungeons and Dragons, Christian? Dungeons and Dragons is a oh god. You know what? I I don't know how are you prepared (laughs) for this every week. I don't know. I don't know how else to make it clear. I know. I know. (laughs) Every time, it's a fantasy tabletop role playing game (laughs) originally designed by Gary Gygax and Dave. Arnerson. Arnson? Mm-hmm. It's Gygax, uh, I believe. Okay. It was first published in 1974, and the game has been published by Wizards of the Coast, now a subsidiary of Hasbro since 1994. It's a miniature war game with a variation of the 1971 game Chainmail. Uh, 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 yeah. uh, basically, <laughs> you make a character and you level up by doing different quests that some nerd writes out, these long. Uh, diatribes about what you and your characters are going to go through and you have to play the game based upon their rules um and if the person is either whether they're good or not uh, at their 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 role as the dungeon master uh Uh either way you're probably not going to have a lot of fun (laughs) or you may you know what i don't know maybe i'm just speaking from experience but hey it sounds uh, impossibly nerdy and uh truly Truly bad, but also, as we've talked about, I could have become obsessed with this as a teenager oh, yeah. if I ran with the right crew, uh, which is to say, uh, any crew. A- anybody? <laughs> yeah. So, somehow worse Somehow worse than the D&D nerds. Uh, yeah, um, you know, the depictions of it I've seen in various media, it's, uh, it, it, it ranges from a holy shit that looks horrifying to, hmm... Okay, give me a couple beers and a couple good pals, and I, my weekend is set. You know, okay. so <laughs> uh, so you're on the cigars, cigars right now, cigars yeah. and, and grilling in like six weeks from now. <laughs> you're gonna just send yeah. a picture of like a character sheet. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'll probably be doing that, and uh, I am looking for various, uh, I don't know, bards and tieflings to join. The gang, mm-hmm. I don't know. Dragonborn, half sure. orc. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Are there centaur? I think there's centaurs in there. If you want, hey, you know what? You can hey, do whatever you want. The world is yours. Uh, you can you can do whatever you want. You can create whatever sort of uh, magic and wizardry. Um, <laughs> and uh, the only limit is your imagination. And well, that's uh, a good bit. That's a good pitch. And the fact that you'll be dead at the age of thirty-two from. Any any number of diabetic comas. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> gout, but, gout is big in the D&D yeah. community. Yeah. Yeah, all the all the characters are slender elven princes, but uh, the, the guys <laughs> playing them are have several limbs amputated from various various bed sores that they're still getting over but uh you know what let's enough about these uh these uh, awful people that play the game let's go ahead and read posts by those same people <laughs> great yeah what a change of pace from it all right so ron bon posted this on a D board online the character i'm playing right now is a pedophile mm. my character's motivation is to molest boys mm. and girls is that okay I am a cleric. My character used to be part of a gang, but then he found mm-hmm. God and became a cleric. After that, he got a little too fond of the kids at the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. User Sexy himself replied, we have a that guy over here. Uh-huh. Yeah. So. I think uh, that guy means all D&D guys. From, <laughs> based on some of the posts that we found. Um, well, it is it is common to put some of your own... Uh, attributes within your character, whether sure. it be like a some sort of like a malady you have or whatever whatever it is. But uh, so maybe this guy's just uh, <laughs> tooting his horn a little too much. Don't know. Don't know. Can't Ma- say. I never. I never. I never campaigned with him, so I don't know. Pedophilia is a malady, as you put it. <laughs> is, that a, is that a a status effect? Is a <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> being a pedophile. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta gotta up my mana so that my pedophilia yeah. maxes out. Oh, I rolled a thirteen. Now I I fuck boys. Ah, oh, damn it. Well, you win some, you lose some. Uh, but speaking of pedophiles, this is from our enough libertarian spam, a subreddit dedicated to making fun of libertarians, some mm. of the world's biggest pedophiles. And uh, suppose you ended up in a D and D campaign with an ardent free market advocate. What character would you craft to make that character's life miserable? <laughs> My current suggestion is someone that misinterprets literally anything and everything as a violation of the non-aggression principle. Mm-hmm. Alternatively, an individualist egoist who assumes that everything is their property. User Mediocre Beard suggests, Why it's simple. Be a cleric of the invisible hand. Demand higher shares of loot for healing in the middle of combat. Attempt to screw over every quest giver you meet. Violently murder without a second thought through the nebulous principle of the non-aggression commandments. Pat Fav adds, I would create a beautiful female character with green hair, glasses, and max charisma who advocates for the poor (laughs) and uses her social leverage to talk communities into bankrupting themselves by creating inefficient social safety net bureaucracies. And uh, finally, this suggestion is uh, from a now-deleted user. Race Jewish. Ah, perfect <laughs> simple and to the point right yeah some uh, some thought was into a lot of them but uh that, that gentleman uh, had had his own had his own idea which is probably the best of all of them <laughs> i just i find it interesting that uh, someone so a libertarian who believes in the non-aggression principle how they find themselves uh, playing a game where 90 percent of it is uh, just going into a cave and killing a monster and taking its stuff. So, mm-hmm. mm. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's the free market at work. I'm not sure. but Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, we did an episode about libertarians. Is that correct? Sure. And that was, of yeah. course, episode number. <laughs> uh, and, of course, just, this is where you You know what? It. I'm going to do the memento thing and just get them <laughs> fucking tattooed, like, up my arms. So that... Uh, 
I'm going to guess, uh, you tell me if this sounds at all accurate. I'm going to say 47. Okay, now we're going to look it up. <laughs> we're going to look it up. Okay, we're going we're gonna to have a tough, this is going to be fun. This is fun for the listeners. I'm 65, not even close, wow. folks. Okay. Goddamn. Well, um, oh, wow, okay. I looked up Libertarians Report this post on Google. And I found, uh, you know, obviously our, our wonderful podcast came up first. But the first post from Reddit is a, th- a thread titled Libertarians with Asian Wives. Uh, not sure what that's Miss, about. Missed that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just bookmark that for the, uh, for the follow-up episode. Absolutely. When we get to the Asian Wives episode of the podcast. <laughs> Great. All right. So that... Uh, deleted user there was talking about Jews. Uh, and speaking of Jews, this is from our D&D, Dwarven Circumcision. Oh, boy. It became relevant in my game as to whether or not dwarves are circumcised. Does anyone know if there is a general lore for that, or can we assume that no, they are not? Edit. Of course, I understand that it is up to the GM, and I understand that it is a religious practice in the real world. Me and my group came up with the idea of circumcising a dwarf as a way of getting information out of him. (laughs) I just wanted to find out if there was any, and I mean any, lore of dwarves being circumcised. And at this point, is there any race that would practice a religion close enough to a religion that practices circumcision or a culture close to one of America Mm. where it is a social idea of doing so and not necessarily religious? Interesting. Uh, user Luke Skyrata replied, D&D is inspired by Tolkien. In Middle-earth, all people except maybe the elves have historical counterparts, and Tolkien dwarves are the counterparts to Jews. So if anyone circumcised in Lord of the Rings or D&D, it'd be dwarves. Mm-hmm. I like the, it's nice, you know, really spelled it all out, thought through the whole thing, and it's, the idea that someone's actually taking the time to respond to a post like that is just, <laughs> it's a truly fascinating thing about the internet, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, I just watched the first Lord of the Rings movie the other night. and um, At uh, 1 a.m. Yeah. That's right. Well, it's a 16-hour movie, so it's good to start at 1 a.m. Uh, okay. But I will say this. If if I remember the elves and and I remember the dwarves, I would definitely not assume the latter to be the cut <laughs> of the two. Uh, like, I can't imagine, you know, uh, what's his face? Uh, who, Gimli? Yeah, I can't imagine him with just a clean, perfectly cut <laughs> cock, and uh, one of the elf, pretty elf boys with just a big, big hanging uh, a trunk. Dick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like like the dwarves, just their entire bodies look uncircumcised. You know? <laughs> and also, also when the when the when they found when the the one old guy look, I didn't pay didn't pay a lot of attention. <laughs> When the one old guy got all those uh, like orcs out of the ground, and they were like cutting open those uh, like sacks to get them you mm-hmm. know, out of the that's those that's kind of a circumcision from uh, <laughs> Tolkienian uh, lore, I would say. Right, it had that same sure. sort of look. He un- unleashed the monster underneath the, okay. the gross, right. yeah, wet slime. Okay. I think I think we're I think you're projecting to me. <laughs> User Nexowadath posted in RD&D, Give me your most in-game racist D&D jokes. I'm setting up for a bard to be telling jokes at the next tavern the party come to, but they're all human patrons and he's telling really racist jokes. Things like, a dwarf walks out of a bar. It could happen. Mm. Mm-hmm. An orc with a parrot walks into a bar. The bartender says, Where did you find that filthy thing? The parrot says, A cave south of here. Mm. <laughs> 
Hit me up. <laughs> and uh, he added this disclaimer. Racism in the real world sucks, and I do not condone it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. <laughs> good good uh, disclaimer. Uh, user Camino Henshin re- replied, Not necessarily a joke, but my half-orc was very xenophobic. One thing was that he couldn't tell the difference between nose, dwarves, and halflings. They're all short, weak, and have beards. Some have beards on their feet. Does my dick being as long as a polearm mean I'm a new type of orc? No, then it don't make much sense for having slightly different heights and places for beards to make them some new species, eh? And I agree, racism is wrong. <laughs> just, just, just driving the point home. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and I think I think we can all safely say that racism is wrong. Right, mm-hmm. Geiger? Well... Geiger? Uh... <laughs> You know, maybe in this uh, concocted fantasy world these freaks have put together, but, you know, in the real world, there's some things just, they get results that other things don't, you know, and they get you patrons. <laughs> that, and and that is true. And over at patreon.com slash report this post. Great. So uh, someone shared a harrowing adventure they had in their fantasy realm over on Reddit. Mm -hmm. We had just gone to a town after a long fight with a giant. We were looking for a place to sleep like an inn or something. As we were looking, a group of prostitutes come up to us. They say, do you want to have a good time with us? I say no, but all of my other friends drag me along with them. We use a 30 GP to play with the prostitutes and get an in-depth description of each one. Then, after we found an inn, the other guys thought it would be fun to have a beer at the tavern. I got one drank, it rolled a nat one on my constitution check, and I passed out. My other friends carried me to the inn and started taking my PC's clothes off, then raped my character. After five minutes, I had enough with it and told them to stop and don't do it again. They said, okay, and promised that they won't do it again. The next time in the same session happened in the woods. We were walking through the woods, and my friends had gotten drunk in real life, so they were making crazy decisions. The Goliath said, I'm going to knock out your character. Once again, I failed a roll, and I got knocked out. Then the Goliath started raping me. Since he had an 8-inch meat, the DM declared that for every minute he rapes me, I take 1d4 damage. He goes on for 10 minutes, and I almost die. The DM tells me that my character is now pregnant with a half-Goliath baby. At this point, I was mad. And that's the end of the post. Doesn't go into anything else. Oh. Just well. at this at that point, I was mad. That that's when she got upset. <laughs> None of that stuff before really, uh, you know, uh, amounted to a hill of beans. So, but it was the whole uh, yeah. When you when you have a half Goliath baby in your belly, <laughs> at that point, yeah, not happy about it. Uh, I've heard of insane, crazy shit in uh, these fantasy things with elves and goliaths and dwarfs but uh, an eight inch penis is uh, really pushing <laughs> boundaries, boundaries of reality, of reality. <laughs> i mean you gotta be able to have something that's at all possibly feasible my god my god damn so this is uh from the facebook marketplace collection of dungeons and dragons figures books and more Please contact ASAP, my large collection from the early 1980s that consumed all of my time and energy. They were the reason my first wife left me, in fact. They have been in the basement for ages. I will pull them out for anyone who is willing to offer at least a couple hundred of bucks for it all. Mm, 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 mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, and these were the dice I was rolling at the exact moment my wife told me she was leaving. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> 
just real, real bad juju connected to all that stuff. And the fact he's held on to it for so long is probably... 40 years. Probably. <laughs> At what point is it just hoarding or, or whatever? Well, I don't know, Christian, and uh, let's see, about 30 years <laughs> when uh, you have a lot of comic book statuettes to move. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> yep. Yep. <laughs> That's good. Hey, so... Hymus81 asked the other adventurers over at R&D&D, can my D&D original character, who is male, get pregnant with a male god's child? All right. So, I have a sorcerer who recently started multiclassing as a cleric. The reason being is that the god seems to have fallen for him, and he himself is perfectly fine with believing in the man. Anyways, that's beside the point. The point is, is that my character is kind of sort of wanting to, or having the urge to be a mother-like figure suddenly. And I'm silently thinking to myself, would it be possible for a god to impregnate me boyo? And if so, what, what? does that entail? <laughs> Could someone maybe run down how that would go about, if that's even possible, and what it would mean for my character? Mm. And Lonut RO replied, that's between you and your fellow fetishist, which they then... Struck out and just wrote DM. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely, uh, definitely sensing a bit of a uh, fetish <laughs> theme here with uh, a lot of these posts. We're only seven posts in, and uh, just about all of them are completely perverted and uh, depraved in some way. And uh, well, I think that's just kind of the show. Uh, we, you got, you got ahead it for you, folks. <laughs> You knew what you were in for. Uh, that's right. Yes, I mean, you saw the topic, you saw the podcast, uh, and uh, then you then you hit play, and here we are. And uh, we're actually going to keep going. Uh, this this will be going a different direction. This next post, a much more okay. uh, mm, well, you'll see, because this was posted by Anon on 4chan. Mm. Be me belong to this D and D group on Discord. Youngest guy is seventeen. Oldest is in his forties. And then there's British there's British guy Jake. He's unemployed on some kind of disability. Pretty much always online, whether it's 3 p.m. or 3 a.m. Occasionally he's drunk on a weekday. We had to quit some sessions halfway because sometimes he was too fucked up, sobbing and profusely apologizing, swearing he didn't mean to, won't listen no matter how many times we tell him it's okay, just don't do it again. He never remembers what happens after he sobers up. He just shyly asks what happened, apologizing in case he was being a dick. Otherwise, a cool guy, bit of an artist, drew pictures of characters and stuff that happened in the game. Jake occasionally went missing for weeks without warning, saying he was, quote, at the ward, and nobody really wanted to ask more. So he goes missing again. We figure he's at the ward. But it goes on. After, like, four months, he pops online again. But it's not him talking. It's some older British lady who seems really confused, asking what this thing is. Our dungeon master is the first to put two and two together. Are you Jake's mom? After a shock silence, she says, Did you know Jacob? Well, it turns out he hung himself in his room. Oh. <laughs> Left a suicide note and everything. And apparently in the note were instructions on how to get on his computer and the Discord, and it asked for her to explain to us what happened to him. Oh, my God. So we explained to her roughly what we were doing here, trying to skirt around the more confusing, nerdy stuff. But after a while, she got the basic picture. We talked for a while, the three or four of us that were in line at the time, talking about Jake and hearing shit about him. He never told us or he never told her. Then she wrapped it all up with this comment. He was just sitting alone in here on this computer all day. All this time, I never realized he actually had friends. Ooh. 
Gotta love Good it. Good God almighty. <laughs> that is truly grim. Yep. Wow. <clears throat> yeah. That is next level dark stuff. <laughs> and yet, sitting on the computer all day drunk is all hell. Sounds like the life to me. <laughs> so, God damn it, sounds great. <laughs> just just uh, with gaming. a bunch of just a bunch of foreign folks just cussing them. Out. <laughs> oh God, it sounds so good. <laughs> I mean, it's not like it's a whole lot different than what I, I, what I got going on. Now. It's not a stretch. It's not a stretch. <laughs> okay. Wonderful. <laughs> <clears throat> okay right. <laughs> well let's lighten it up a little bit shall we wonderful user conceptual wanted to know is it still incest if you're different races mm-hmm. this is from uh, the D&D reddit again of my group includes a male tiefling bard and a female human fighter NPC they are twins with the same mother and father and being born from the same pregnancy with the tiefling being born tiefling instead of human as a result of a curse placed on the mother by a powerful demon. If they got together, would it be incest? Yes, they are technically from the same parents and are twins, but one of them is a literally a different race. For sure it would be weird because they have a sibling relationship, mm-hmm. but would it actually count as incest? <laughs> I put this question to the table last night, and it derailed us for about half an hour, including bringing in third parties to weigh in on the issue. Great. The Alestorm guy commented, yes, incest is when two siblings date regardless of race. Mm. To which mm. a now-deleted user replied, I think it requires a little more than dating. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I would say just... Casually dating your sister is far creepier than just fucking her. Like, just like taking her to the the soda shop, you know, getting a getting a malt. And just, well, you, know. you you and your sister sure have been spending a lot of time together. I'm so happy to see you guys are bonding. It's like, yeah, me too. Yeah, I'm put, doing the arm around the shoulders trick at the movie theater. Like, maybe I'll get to first base sometime. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was curious. I've I've seen the word uh, tiefling too many times sure. now for me to stop pretending I have any idea what that is. So I just had to Google it. Uh, uh so this is from D and D Beyond dot com. The the race of tiefling. Uh, tieflings are derived from human bloodlines, and in the broadest possible sense, they still look human. However, their infernal heritage has left a clear imprint <laughs> on their appearance. Tieflings have large horns that take any of a variety of shapes. Some have curling horns like a ram, others have straight and tall horns like a gazelle's, and some spiral upward like an antelope's horns. They have thick tails, four to five feet long, which lash or coil around their legs when they get upset or nervous. Their canine (laughs) teeth are sharply pointed, and their eyes are solid colors with no visible sclera or pupil. Their skin tones cover the full range of human coloration, but also includes various shades of red. Their hair, cascading down from behind their horns, is usually dark from black or brown to dark red, blue, or purple. So, uh, seems like it's just a, whatever the hell you want it to be, <laughs> yeah, which I guess... Just, sort, I got a great descriptor, just like, um, yeah, I, I want to be a person, but I want to be uh, cool. Like, all right, well, here's, here's your whole list of shit you can choose out of a grab bag to do whatever you want with it. Here's a comment so. on this uh, article by user Spencer, the Dungeon Master of Orem. Is it possible for a tiefling to become a vampire? If not, why? 
And uh, no responses on that one. So I don't know. I guess no one thought that was interesting. Uh, interesting enough to respond to. Because <laughs> there's literally hundreds of responses. <laughs> That's, oh, it's Spencer. It it probably is a very. Oh, the fuck! This Spencer guy's back here again. He's just always asking about one every. <laughs> no, a werewolf cannot become a vampire. Jesus it's already a werewolf. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, that's great. Um, so anyway, let's uh, let's go on to our next post here. Uh, some folks here might remember that uh, in the year two thousand, there was a Dungeons and Dragons movie that was made starred Jeremy Irons and had virtually nothing to do with this gay little game and it was widely hated by critics and fans alike. <laughs> In fact, here's a two-star review by user Nidar on IMDb. Jeremy, Jeremy, why? Oh dear. Well, this is not as good as it could have been. Irons, in particular, let himself down. However, I was impressed with the young hero, whose name escapes me, as he did quite well in a number of key emotional scenes. The effects are not convincing, the cartoons and the characters are very sketchy, even cartoony. Mm-hmm. And um, what I want to note about this uh, review okay. is that it was posted on September 11th, 2001. <laughs> Okay, was <laughs> not expecting that. So, um, the world is in turmoil. <laughs> Crisis. There's ash scattered all over one of the world's largest metropolitan areas, and uh, <laughs> you, you are. <laughs> Had something to say about the Dungeons and Dragons movie from so, 18 months prior. So compelled. He has to walk. Meanwhile, so I, not knowing that, but the thing that stood out to me, he can't remember the guy's name, yeah. the character's name, while writing a review on the website that contains all the information yeah. about the movie. Absolutely. <laughs> he like- well, it was a very distracting day for this guy. <laughs> He had a lot on his mind. <laughs> this, is, he, this is how he escaped, you know, the reality of... <laughs> you know what? That's right. He went into his... his, his Yeah, he escaped to his, his fantasy world, and he's like, hey, you know what? I never did get around to writing the review. <laughs> oh, my God. And that'll do it for this week's preview of... The Dungeons and Dragons episode number one hundred and one. Uh, that was a that was a hell of a way to end the show. We uh, we hope you guys appreciated it. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash report this post to get all oh, about a whole other hour worth of posts. It seems I think is what we uh, wound up uh, getting. We hit that one hour mark. Uh, so yeah, a, a whole ninety minutes uh, long episode of uh, of posts. Uh, some of them considerably worse than the ones that you've heard some of them better uh, we'll let you figure out which ones you uh, you like if you go to patreon.com slash report this post for five bucks a month you'll get stuff like that and even more whole other bonus episode every week uh, it's a hell of a deal folks you're not gonna find any better than that unless you hate the show then uh well it's it's crazy that you've listened so far uh but uh uh, why don't you go ahead and just head on over there again, check out the content, check out 
uh, the fun tiers we have and all that. Uh, we think you'll like it. We already had a whole bunch of people hop on board since we made this announcement. Thanks to all those folks. Uh, but why don't you be uh, why don't you be a cool guy and join them as well? Uh, and uh, thanks everybody. Bye.